0: Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics
1: like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message.
0: You know, this whole conference... Um, I just really sensed as if we've been praying for uh, people to awake from the darkness and the oppression of sin and every plan from the enemy to keep us trapped in despair and darkness. And I, I feel like the light is coming on for so many that like holiness is not about what we give up for him. Holiness is about what we get when we walk with him. And to begin to to walk further and further away from the world and its oppression and more and more towards the Lord and his will leaving the earth, climbing the mountain to ascend to a spiritual place in him. And I I sense that like while we're praying for like so many of these other people, you know, in our, our morning sessions, that it's also been prayers for us that so many of us may have seen, you know, this conference is called Redig the Well, It's based off of a moment in Isaac's life when he's in famine. And in this time of famine, he has this temptation to go to Egypt. And Egypt is a type and shadow of the world and sin. And all that the world can offer us. And there's so much that the world offers us with entertainment. So much the world offers us with pleasure and with things that Turn us into servants. Anything that begins to tug on your flesh where you feel like you have to is born from the world. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman, he asks. The enemy is a taker, he demands. And when you feel the demand of your flesh and not the surrender of your spirit, it is something from his will trying to, to attach itself to you to bring you into the darkness, to callous your heart, and to desensitize you from the spirit. And the life of light and the life of the spirit is a life that is surrendered. And one of the things that God led Isaac to do was to go back to the wells of his father and take out the earth that had been upon the living water and begin to draw out that dirt, that draw out that earth and draw out the world so that the water could flow again towards his herds and towards his flock. And I sense that so many of us, even, in seasons past, and maybe it's been a decade, maybe it was just last year or two or three years ago, or just the last couple of months, that so much of the earth has gotten on top of our well of living water. And that the waters of the Spirit have not flowed in our life that have led to direction and blessing and life and strength, because the things of this earth have been blocking that. And they have been keeping that. And in this conference, the Lord has been encouraging you to draw near to the Spirit, to walk away from the earth, to climb the mountain, and to come up into a deeper life of surrender to the Lord Jesus and to operate in the beauty of holiness. To separate from the world, uh, to come out from the world and be ye separate. Walk not they, like they walk. Listen not to what they listen to. Think like not they think. Like just a complete separation from these things. And I, I feel like, like before we end this conference, like this prayer of consecration of not my will but your will be done. That like while we're praying for all these things and while we're praying for all these people, let us not not pray that prayer of, Father, I don't want my will done in your life. I want absolute surrender to you. And I am willing to like break the CD. I am willing to nail the tape to the cross. Like I am willing to delete the app, delete the playlist. I am willing to separate from the friend. I am willing to walk away from that environment. I am willing to purify my life. Father, because you can have it all. And I just sense as if, you know, so many of us think that when we do that, like the, the Lord would be um, somewhat of hard-hearted towards us. But I just sensed even while we were worshiping, like how deep his love is for you. Like how, how much the Father craves you. I'm reminded of the story of Haggai in the Old Testament of a, a prophet and God woke him up one day and he said, let me show you these things. And he began to show him the nation. And and his heart just began to break for what he was seeing out of just his, his love and his mercy for the people. And, and, and God is, is coming out of this love for us, just saying like, I crave you. I crave intimacy with you. And if you will allow the Lord to have intimacy with you and just surrender, you will see that, that from this, the Lord will place things into your heart, literally show you things to come, show you the past he has for you, that through intimacy, like we talked about today, a seed is birthed in us, and that there will be nothing birthed in us without intimacy with the Spirit of God. Uh, Jen made that statement today, that of all the things God could call us, he calls us the bride of Christ because we are the only thing on this earth that can have intimacy with him. And we choose to have so much intimacy with the world. And God is saying like, look at what that is birthing in you. Look at what is manifesting in your life. And if you will depart from that and you will come and draw near to me, like there are things I will put in your heart. There are things I will show you. There are things that I will reveal to you. There will be things that will be birthed in you. There will be things that will be imparted to you. Uh, through this this moment of just surrender. Uh, The Lord is incredibly jealous of you, Uh, jealous of the things that have you, jealous of the things you walk with, jealous of the things that have your attention, jealous of the things that have taken priority, jealous of the things that have, have stolen your heart. And And what we want to do, like in this moment, is receive his love for us in such a way that it it, it lets us, like Hosea, leave these other things, like Gomer left these other things for Hosea. Like, I'm leaving these other things that have tried to win my affection, and I am returning to you. That out of that, there is no shame, and he is not holding the trespasses of your sin against you. How many of you know his mercy is greater than your sin? Where sin does abound, grace does so much more abound in Jesus. Uh, And so let's draw near to him in that. And let's look upon him in the eye and just say, you can have my heart, Father. I consecrate my life to you. I dedicate my life to you. I offer up my life as a living sacrifice. You can do whatever you want in my life. You can do whatever you want in my family. You can do whatever you want in my marriage. You can do whatever you want in my sons and my daughters. Father, have your way in my life. From here on out, the past is over. I'm not defined by my mistakes and my sin and my trespasses, your blood. God has washed me, your blood has cleansed me, I've got a clean slate and it is starting right now, I am fully yours, you can have my heart, Lord, amen, amen. So tonight, let's just consecrate ourselves unto the Lord, let's just begin to worship him and say, Father, your will be done in my life, you can have my heart, Father, you can have me completely, let's worship the Lord tonight. Father, have your way in us. We give our lives away so you can use us. Father, in every arena of our life, we just want to be intimate with you. We want to draw near to you. And Father, anything, anything, Father, standing in between you and us and our intimacy, Father, we lay it down at your feet and we say we love you more And we love intimacy with you more and so father we're not going back to egypt we're not going back to the world father we will redig the well and we will allow that living water to flow thank you lord jesus i just hear in my heart and it's a generational thing like just making choices of rededication not just for you but for the generations coming after you Your sons, your daughters, your grandsons, your granddaughters. It's a generational thing. We're not just making choices for us. We're making choices for our children and our children's children. We're not going back to Egypt. You're not taking us back to Egypt. Father, we're walking forward into your promised land. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Just say this with me if you want to, you don't have to. Just say it with me if you want to. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you. My life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. My life belongs to you. Use it for anything you want to use it for. Do with it whatever you want to do with it. It is yours, Father. I am yours, Father my past it is over it is done it no longer has me i'm not going back to it there's only one way i'm going there's only one way i'm going there's only one way i'm going i'm going forward in jesus name i'm going forward in jesus name your plan It will be done. The enemy will not have me, will not have my family. I'm moving forward in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. No, we're not going back. We're going forward in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. You can be seated real quick. I'll tell you what, I've enjoyed our prayer conference. You know, I, I tell my wife all the time when we do these revival nights um, and these things, I'm like, you know, um, I enjoyed it. But I always feel like we left something on the table. That's what I tell my wife, if I'm being honest. And if we can get my podium too, that'd be great. Uh, so, um, but out of that, um, I have felt this week with this prayer conference that it's not been what the, the Lord um, has even wanted to bring because he's always willing And it's not even what the ministers have brought. It is what you have brought. And your willingness to come to this and to open yourself up for prayer and a willingness and a desire to draw near to the Lord like you have has paved the way where genuinely, I told the Lord on my way here, I'm like, everything I wanted to see happen has happened. Uh, We have seen healings. We have seen people be spoken to uh, by the Lord. Uh, We have seen people pray. We've seen radical generosity. Um, We have seen the Lord um, give us an acts type of moment. Um, In Acts 2, I love it where it just says, they stood in awe of God, just in awe of his presence. People stayed here today. The meeting started at 9. People were in the room still at 2.30, praying and just seeking the Lord, getting before the Lord in prayer. Um, And that is revival. Um, That is God moving upon the heart of man, and that is God getting into the deep part of our souls And giving us um, intimacy and consecration. And so I've been so pleased with you, church. So pleased. And we aim to do so much more of this. Times of refreshing and and meetings where we just pull aside and it's not about time limits. It's just a desire for the Lord and seeing where that leads. Um, The Lord has called us uh, to be a church that can start people literally at zero and move them to 10. Um, That you could come in knowing nothing about the things of the Spirit, nothing about the movement of the Holy Spirit, nothing about healing, nothing about being baptized with the Spirit, nothing about those things, and come in and feel like you can be a part, but then have things that progress you to a 10 where you are coming to know the voice of the Spirit and you are coming to know the fullness of Christ, that it is not just about heaven, but it is about knowing him in this earth and walking with him and having intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Seeing, like, I I, I love so much the way Jen operated last night of her just talking to the Father. And so many of you may be seeing that for the first time. And, And I pray that, like, When you see things like that, or even when you read about things in Scripture, uh, that when you see that, it is not like that to impress you that these are special people who walk with the Lord. It is designed by the Spirit to impress upon you, this is who you should be. This is who you should be. A man of the Spirit a woman of the spirit, that you know him, that you know his voice, that deep calls unto deep, uh, that these things of the spirit are yours, that he calls you by name and fellowships with you and shows you things to come. You read the book of Acts and you just see a people who knew the spirit we see where Paul writes, the communion of the Spirit be with you all, that every one of you, no matter who you are or what you have done, could have communion, sharing with the Spirit. That Jesus meant it when he said, behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. And that if any man hears my voice, that he would come and he would open up the door and I would sup with him. You look up that word sup and come to see what it means in the Greek. It means to have intimate fellowship with each other. Uh, Over the past couple of weeks, I've had the joy of sitting at uh, tables with men and women of God, missionaries, uh, ministers from all over the world and just sit and laugh and share uh, and sup. I've had some great food. Uh, in January. And I'm not doing a food fast. I'm doing like a social media and like all things. And I'm never, honestly, like all these things, I've been off for a long time. But I just sensed a new level of refinement of anything that would stand between me and intimacy. I say it all the time. God can change anything about you All he needs is time. And that's what everything's competing for, your time. But if you get time in his presence, as John so wonderfully shared um, on Tuesday night, if you'll get in his proximity, you will get intimacy. And that intimacy will change what you see. Into me, see. That you begin to see things differently. Uh, And so I'm just pressing into that intimacy and in my own life, striving for like um, a higher level of sight. Um, And seeing that in so many of you going after that and knowing that that can be yours, that you can be a a man and woman of the spirit, that you can walk with him, that you could be a person of, of dreams and visions. That God meant it when he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. You know what all flesh means? You. (laughs) You. Everybody say me. Say all flesh flesh means me. me. This guy, (laughs) our girl. (laughs) Think about that though. You prophesying. You having visions and dreams, all flesh. How deep is your intimacy with him? Your walk with him? Is it where you want it to be? I I said this a couple of weeks ago. If the Holy Spirit was a power, then we would just pray for more of it. And this is what we see so much of the body of Christ doing, like give me more of the spirit, more power. But the Holy Spirit is not a power. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's not us having more of him. It's him having more of us. And it is this process of us pulling away from the world and coming to these wells of intimacy. And I love the idea of like redigging wells because a well denotes a little work that you have to lower something down and then draw something up, lower something down and then draw something up. And that out of this, when you go through this process of lowering yourself down and drawing up the spirit, that you begin to see God begin to move and shape things in your life and the things of the Spirit begin to open up to you. You have eyes that see, you have ears that hear, you have a heart that understands. You come to a place where the things of the Spirit are actually more real to you than the things of the flesh. And this is not like uh, Minister 101. Um, This is literally... You had Jesus die so that you could be his bride. Now, I have a bride, um, and I'm so thankful for my wife. She is an amazing gift to me, just such a supply. Anybody else thankful for your spouse? Amen. Come on. If, especially if they're next to you. Like, yes, Lord, thank you for my spouse. Me, me and my wife, it was our relationship was born of the spirit, um, truly, born of the spirit, and this is the way you want everything. you want your ministry born of the spirit, you want your relationships born of the spirit, but this I met my wife after a season of praying in the spirit. In fact, every major breakthrough in my life came after a season of praying in the spirit. We ought to do it more. Um, and out of that, I had a vision and I saw a family and God said, I'm about to bring somebody into your life. Next day, my, my mom calls and I met my wife. Well, three months later we were married and I don't recommend that by the way, it better be the Lord. It, it listen to me. It better be the Lord. Uh, but for us it was. And it was like the, the hand met the glove and we just fit, a divine fit. And one thing, and we've been married 17 years now, and one thing that I'm on this journey for uh, and with is greater intimacy. And what I mean by that is a knowing, like we know one uh, one another. And we have walked with each other for so long now, and many of you married people I had done this, where you don't even need words to be said. You just notice visual cues. That lets you know exactly what you're doing is right or wrong. Like, right? Like, she didn't even have to tell me. Like, don't, like the way she looked at me. Like, I can tell, okay, yes, I will change jeans. Or whatever it may be. Uh, that happened tonight, actually, is why the example is fresh. I'm like, is this okay? She's like, you wore those jeans last night. I'm like, I did, but they just they're broken in. She's like, change jeans. I'm like, oh so you, you have these moments, <laughs> I'll take all the help I can get on the fashion front because I don't care. Uh, but out of this, um, uh, my, my wife, we have all these cues and just one glance and I know what she's thinking and then we'll go on walks and have long talks and exchange ideas and we'll, we'll go and have coffee time. That's not like an Instagram thing. That's a real thing that they said you, we should put on Instagram. And, and But we do it then like at least once a day. And we'll share and exchange our thoughts about our children, our th- thoughts about the church. Why? She's my bride. You are the bride of Christ. And he desires to have so much intimacy with him that like like with uh, the the children of Israel being led by a a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day, um, if it moved, it's symbolic of the spirit, which is why in the book of Acts, a cloven tongue of fire appeared over their heads. Why? Guidance. That's what it means is guidance. Whereas in the Old Testament, to get them to the promised land, God sent fire by night, cloud by day, Wherever it went, they would follow it, and it would take them to the promised land. Well, if you were in the desert, and it's hot during the day, and you got a cloud you're standing in the shadow of, would you be able to sense if you were by the cloud or not? You better believe it. You get out of the shade, you could sense it a lack of closeness with what, is putting, what it is putting on. At night during the desert, it gets cold. You get away from the fire, you can sense it. Like you didn't even have to have the fire speak. You could just tell, I'm not in its presence. And the Holy Spirit, he can be grieved. He can be pleased. Um, he can come to this place where he is literally an ever-present help. Ever-present and, and at this place where you have such intimacy with him that when you're praying, you know what to pray for. This morning, me and my wife, we were talking um, this afternoon, uh, but I had someone come up in my heart uh, to pray for. And I, I mentioned this in prayer this morning, uh, but we've been talking about how prayer turns on the light for people. I heard one minister put it this way, like if someone was going down a dark road, and at the end of the road, there was like no road, and it, you know, just dropped off into a big hill, you know, or a big valley, and that type of thing, and it was just destruction, and they were driving pitch black, and they didn't see it coming, that's where so many people are going in their spiritual walk, is they are literally going down a place that is dark, and is leading towards destruction. But prayer turns the light on. And so imagine that same car going down the road that now has headlights and it can see out in front of it. But not just that. There are signs that are flashing. You're going the wrong way. The road is out. Danger ahead. Like prayer turns on the light for people. Which is why you need to pray for those. Intercede for those. Um, who are going in an in opposite way to wake them up of I need to stop and change and turn directions, because if i don 't, consequences are on the other side, and you hear me say it all the time, but I heard it in prayer tonight just to tell you again, when the Lord is dealing with your heart to make changes, do not make excuses. make changes. Because on the other side of not making those changes is that cliff. And when the Holy Spirit is showing you something, he's trying to tell you the road is out. And if you keep pressing this way, you're about to run into something you do not want to run into. So do not keep going down that direction when light comes. But we were praying this morning and I had this person come up in my heart to pray for him. And so I started, you know, just speaking light over them and, like, speaking, like, Father, like, make them wake up, arise, sleeper, and see the darkness you're in and come out and live and come out into the light. And in this, I had a vision, like I saw it in in my spirit. And I saw this person asleep and I saw Jesus coming. I didn't see Jesus, but I knew it was him. He opened up the door and he stepped in. And just like, you know, in some of your rooms, when the door opens in the middle of the morning and light comes in, well, Jesus is light. He's the light of the world. And so when he stepped in, all this light came in and it's hard to sleep in the light. And I, I heard him say this person's name, and the Lord spoke to me about John, uh, in the book of John, where he says that my sheep hear my voice because the porter opens the door. And the, the Lord said, I need you to continue to pray for this person because you'll open the door for me to come in and call them by name out of that darkness and into the light. And they will make that. How many of you know God can wake people up? the Holy Spirit of God can speak things and wake them up out of that darkness amen Uh, well anyway um, during prayer today that spirit of intercession came on me and I'd be just getting to weep for this person and just pray like God's hand of deliverance to come on them and Jesus to come in and call them by name And so my wife was talking about this this afternoon. She said, during prayer, I started crying and I was interceding for someone. And she said, this morning I woke up and had uh, this person, you know, in my, my heart. And she said, who was your person? And I told her, she said, that was my person. Why? It's the same spirit. Now, my point in telling that story is intimacy with the Spirit, it is yours in your prayer life and in, in, in your, your, your walk, life, in every single arena of your life, we can have this intimacy of the Spirit. This intimacy of the spirit it belongs to you. It belongs to your children. It belongs to your wife. It belongs to us as families. We are children who are born of the spirit. We live by the spirit. As Paul said, in him we live and move and have our very being. And I want to encourage you that what the the work of the Lord that God has done in this meeting to allow him to continue this work. And to allow him to just keep the spirit of God active and alive in you. Amen? Amen. Let's just take a moment. Let's just lift our hands to the Lord. Father, we love you. We just open up ourselves to your spirit, to your plan, to your will. Father, we love you.